0: Where is everybody? Hello. Ah. Deputy Gold. Deputy Gold. Jones. Hmm. Hello? Where are you? I'm about to do a wallet inspection and I'm down a deputy.
1: Uh, I'm at home, eh? I mean, r- why are you
0: at home? work? It's Monday. Okay, no, fair enough, deputy. This one's on me. The working week starts on Monday. It's a system that's only been around for 110 years, so it's pretty new compared to, like, backgammon.
1: Go home, chief. It's a public holiday, mate. We don't get those.
0: What? What? It's a public holiday. We work for the government, buddy. Listen, we don't get public holidays. What? Government workers get public holidays, Chief. Government workers are public servants. How many holidays do you think servants get? (sighs) Hey, hey, you can sigh all you like, but you knew the risk when you signed up to be a wallet
1: inspector. No, no, no. Well, who have you got lined up for an inspection, then?
0: Alice Fraser.
1: The Cambridge Footlights trained performer and writer? Yes. The international award-winning stand-up comic? Yes. The one that writes for The Project, The Chaser, and SBS, and appears on The Bugle, the ABC, and the BBC?
0: Yes, Luke. Now get over here.
1: (sighs) Okay, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll see you soon, Chief.
0: <sighs> Alright, that's one. Now well, let's get the other one.
1: Hi, you've reached Chief Inspector Alex Jones of the Wallet Inspectors. What? Please leave a message and I'll get back to you straight away.
0: Senior Constable Jones, you are in big trouble. The following stories are true. None of the names have been changed. These are the files of the Wallet Inspectors. Hi, Alice, how are you?
2: I'm well, how are you?
0: We're great, thanks. Thank you for taking our call. Now, this is just a routine wallet inspection. There's nothing to be scared of. You're not necessarily a suspect in any ongoing investigation currently.
2: <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll take that under advisement.
0: Excellent. <laughs> well, I'm going to hand you over to our sketch artist deputy inspector, Luke Gold, who's going to ask you a couple of questions. Yes. Hi, Alice. Uh, what are we
1: working with here? Is it, is it a wallet? Is it a purse? What, what, what do you carry?
2: I would call it a wallet, but it's quite big for a wallet. It's a a deep blue, sort of an electric blue with a gold zip, and uh, you can hear the zip probably.
1: Oh, oh, Uh, sound effects.
2: Yes, and if you open it up, it has a number of pockets. Uh, The first pocket has my passport uh, and a number of phone cards for different countries.
1: Yeah. So So I
2: have uh, New Zealand, the UK, America... Uh, Those are the, and then the empty one for Australia, which I will slot my SIM card into when I change it over (laughs) to another country.
0: Which one of those sees the most use? Uh,
2: Probably Australia. Um, Most of the year I'm in Australia, and after that, UK, after that, America, and after that, New Zealand.
0: Because you travel all over with all your different shows.
2: Yes, I do. It's the upside and the downside of this lifestyle is nomadic.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I have noticed there's, there's quite a lot of tour dates on there. So, it, um, it, yeah, it must, it must be, yeah, as you say, a gift and a curse, I'm sure.
2: So, uh, the next sort of pocket has my cards. So, there's a 10-trip Skybus ticket. There is my credit card. I'm uh, sorry,
0: did you say Skybus?
2: Yes, so in Melbourne sure- there's a sky bus oh. that goes from the airport to the city. That's, that's a am- lot
1: less exciting than what I was imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call planes Michael. <laughs>
2: then I have my Opal card, my Mikey card, my Adelaide Metro card, and my Oyster card. Yeah. So that's uh, bus bus passes of various kinds.
1: Yeah, it always fascinated me how the different uh, cities in Australia have different names for their bus cards. Like we're in Brisbane, we have Go cards, but you know, I, I wouldn't know what it. What I wish they were Skybus cards. Got <laughs> <laughs> to tell you, it is better That'd than. That'd be Gobi pretty does. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. So, so what brand was was your wallet?
2: Oh, I don't know. It was a gift uh, from my father and my brother about two years ago, and it's held up pretty well. Um, although the tag on the zipper is worn down, so I have to sort of pinch it with my fingers to get it to unzip.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, or run
2: it with my thumb. Yeah, I can probably add another bit if I had sufficient time and tools to do it. But so far, it's not enough annoying to fix it. <laughs> it sounds like it's
0: a pretty special wallet if it's a gift from family.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is a It is a pretty special wallet. I always think of my brother and my dad when I unzip it, which I assume was the intention.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: I know my mum bought me a wallet recently. So, And my partner, the one before. Yeah. Oh.
2: Oh, yeah, We're probably- learning about me. <laughs>
0: are, you, are you just realising that now? I've like, just like, oh, put man. that together. I was meant to be thinking of them. <laughs> <laughs> I will now.
2: Yeah, you should. Uh, they- sorry. Yes, continue. No, you, please, you go. Please. Uh, well, I was just working my way through the pockets, and I have two Australian $5 notes and one American dollar.
1: I was going to ask about like, yeah, obviously you, you you travel the world. So do you carry a lot of change in this wallet? Is it dollars? What are, you know, like uh, pounds? N-
2: not a lot of change. I have a few pounds in my coin, in the coin purse zip, which is the next segment. Beautiful. But not much. And then the next segment includes some of my business cards, my little, if you want to see more of me, which I tend to hand out after shows if people are wanting to see more of me. Then I've got my Medicare card Classic. and... Uh, Yep, classic Medicare card. <laughs> and uh, in the back pocket I have oh, another loose pound oh. and <laughs> some sleeping tablets for the aeroplane. Uh. So just a, a, two, a little thing and I've used 3 out of the 4 that a friend a friend gave me a little panel of them when I was going to America and doing a gig immediately after I landed. So he said you need to sleep on the plane. Yes. Yeah, but I'm not move. big on medication, so I only took one of the two that was still left in that little 4 pack.
1: Yeah, I I completely understand. I can't sleep on planes at all, or sky buses, as I'm learning them. Otherwise, (laughs) no one has. Uh, I'm terrible. So, yeah, next time I go on a big flight, I know I'll be picking up some too.
2: Well, that's a very very wise choice.
0: What would you say is the oldest item in your wallet?
2: Oh, the oldest item in the wallet would have to be either my passport or my credit card, my debit card, Hmm. Uh, because that expires next year. I don't know how long they last.
0: How long have you had a passport for?
2: Oh, since I was very young. We travelled a lot when I was a kid, so I would have had a different passport then, obviously. But uh, <laughs> I had one. Do you mean this passport or any passport?
0: I guess oh. I meant any passport. During our research, yeah, we noticed you're quite a globetrotter.
2: Yes, I am. I have. Uh, if you want to open the passport, I have a lot of different stamps in there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so, what would be, I guess, a notable uh,
0: stamp?
2: Uh, I have a Syria stamp.
0: Ooh, nice. Uh, I have,
2: yep, I left before things got messy. Oh, oh,
0: right. I was going to say it's going to get harder to get one of those.
2: (laughs) Yes, I've got, you know, Japan, uh, got Lebanon, Germany, Frankfurt, of course. Frankfurt. Um, Yes, Uh, what else have I got? A lot of Heathrow's, a lot of Heathrow's.
1: I I always loved, and I didn't realise this until I travelled in Europe. But if on the stamp of that are obviously planes, they, there's a little plane. And then when I caught the train back from Paris to London, they put a little train on your stamp, and I thought that Aww, was cute. I don't know why. I, I know, right? It was just like oh, the little things. Yeah, just like oh, that was a train ride. I remember that one. Yeah.
2: Oh. And other than that, there's just the two visas. I've got a visa for America and a visa for the UK. Oh. Oh,
0: excellent. We normally ask people uh, if they carry any souvenirs or mementos, but it sounds like yeah, your passport's got you covered there. It sounds like lots of memories.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to it's a good way to remember things without necessarily being weighed down too much. Uh, I guess maybe the American one dollar would be a memento, but it's more uh, just how do you spend uh, an American dollar <laughs>
0: on the other side um, of the world?
2: Yeah, on the other side of the world. I'd, yeah, I'm not not hugely sentimental in the in the wallet department i thought i had a photo of my twin brother and his wife somewhere around here but uh, i must have cleared it out the last time i cleared out this wallet
0: (laughs) oh no (laughs) oh we can edit that out we'll edit that out (laughs) apologies to brothers and family-in-law
2: well i have plenty of photos of him on my phone which i think has very much replaced the old wallet memento
1: yeah you're absolutely right i'd never really thought about that but that's that is so true. Like, you know, that's where you, people used to carry their, their mementos and now you kind of keep it in the other pocket.
2: Hmm. Yeah, the save the save screen on my phone is a picture of my mum's hands.
0: Aww. So
2: that's I think that would have been in my wallet had I not had a phone probably.
0: <laughs> uh, where's your favorite place to perform?
2: Oh, in countries or rooms.
0: Oh,
1: oh, that's rooms. A great I want yeah. to know room. Yeah.
2: The old rope at the Phoenix in London is a really wonderful room for trying new material. It's very friendly and warm. Uh, I like it a lot. And other than that, oh, there's a couple of good ones in Sydney. There's The Mic in Hand, of course, which is a Sydney classic, and then Green Lights Comedy, which the room itself isn't great, but the vibe is wonderful. Like the space of the room is a bit high ceiling for comedy to really work, but it works because the audience is so lovely and kind, and it's such a warm, friendly room, which is mainly attributable to the MCs Alexi Toliopoulos and Nico Malian, who both just run a great room. Or oh, the powerhouse in in uh, Brisbane is pretty wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a, a time old classic. It's probably one of the bigger ones in in uh, in Brisbane for comedy, other than like the you know the comedy sit down comedy clubs around town yeah
2: well well, the shape of the room shouldn't work at all it's very high ceiling and it has those weird railings that look like they should have monkeys around the edge throwing stones at you in some (laughs) sort of planet of the apes scenario but it's just again a really lovely lovely vibe
1: it totally does yeah it's it is a weird weirdly shaped room i know I've, i've seen a couple shows i know mike's done a few things there as well so it's yeah it's a
0: Again, one of those things you don't really listen, think about. I think what we're learning here is that it's the crowd that makes the
2: room. Yeah, I think it really does. And and there are things that you can do to sort of trick a crowd into feeling safe enough to laugh, but you can't. You can you just can't beat a goodwill crowd.
0: (laughs) Yeah. What What are some of these tricks? Are we allowed in on the (laughs) comedian's secret circle trade secrets? Or is it going to spoil the magic?
2: No, no, no. It's one of those things that. uh, you don't really notice unless it's not there but like uh, audiences need to feel safe to laugh so you need to have it be the lights can't be too much on them otherwise they feel self-conscious and then they feel like they're being held accountable for the things that they laugh at Mm. Uh, then you want it ideally low-ceilinged not overly hot there's a certain temperature above which people sort of can't laugh and uh not too cold, but a bit crisp is not bad.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So it sounds like there's almost a science to it.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I know people who won't perform unless the room is the way they want it to be, and people who will rearrange a room, particularly when it comes to the seats. You know, if they're too far back from the stage, they'll move them in, particularly if you've got one of those high stages with a dance floor between you and the audience. They'll refuse to to do the gig, oh, wow. or they'll come down onto the dance floor and perform on the ground rather than having that distance between you and the audience because comedy is quite an intimate art form. Yeah,
0: no. I, Clearly, because I t- that's not a huge uh, distance. It's not like they're within shouting distance. That's six metres and it has such an incredible effect.
2: Yeah, you don't want your audience more than a metre away from you. Oh, well, well. Which is why they bully you so much to sit towards the front in a comedy club. it's not it's not for your benefit it's for the benefit of the comedian otherwise there is that disconnect and in the end it is for your benefit because you won't enjoy yourself as much and you won't know why
1: yeah wow so even subconsciously you're doing yourself out of a favor
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, well,
1: this has probably been my, the most informative wallet inspection we've, we have done so far. I've learned, I feel like I've learned a lot.
2: Yeah, hot
0: tip for premium comedy viewing.
2: <laughs> Sit right up the front. Don't worry a- about them picking on you. It's not personal. Yeah, I was going to say. Even if uh, they uh, do pick on you.
0: I'm sitting right up the front next time we'll be there. Look, thank you for that. That just about brings us to the end of the investigation. We don't have any other further questions other than to ask you not to leave town. <laughs> but, of course, I think... You're not currently in Brisbane at the moment, are you?
2: No, no, I'm not. And uh, no, no soon plans to be there.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, look, how about stay out of Brisbane until further <laughs> notice?
2: I'll do my level best. <laughs>
0: well, look, we're going to let you go anyway.
2: All right. We have can't... a lovely evening.
0: You, you too. too. Thank Thanks, Alice. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, that was definitely worth coming into work for.
0: Yeah, that was really nice of her to take the time to do that.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, doesn't like there's not as much else to do here, so I might head off. Um, hey, how would you get into work today? What? 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 Oh, I I just didn't see a car up front. Did you catch the train or? I, oh, uh, no, I walked. I walked. Oh, okay. All right. Well, do you want me to give you a lift? I mean, I've got a panel nah, van. No, no,
0: no, no. It's all cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh,
1: right.
0: I prefer walking. And I yeah. got a bunch of um, I got to write up a lecture. A lecture? Yeah. For uh, to um, how I'm going to discipline Jones. Oh. He look. I shouldn't have even. I shouldn't mention it. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Okay. It's a. Look, suffice to say, he's in a bit of trouble.
1: Oh, geez, all right. But you know, sounds serious. Yeah, it's something
0: he's got to work through.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I will tell you what, I'll I'll leave you to it.
0: No worries. I'll see you later. And hey, don't not come in on any future public holidays.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I worry. I mean, that double pay. I
0: mean, how can I say no? (laughs) What? See you, chief. All right, bye. How dare you? How dare you? How? If you enjoyed this episode of The wallet Inspectors, please consider going to iTunes and leaving us a review or follow us on Facebook. This episode was written by Luke Gold and edited by Michael Wilkins, also starring Alex Jones with special guest Alice Fraser. I'm not saying you have to give us a review,
2: but if you're ever inspected it would greatly help your chances.